Welcome to Our Jewish Roots with insightful Bible teaching from Israel by Dr. Jeffrey Seif. This week we examine the principal teachings of Jesus on our new series, Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace. We're so glad you've joined us today. I am David Hart. I'm Kirsten Hart. Jeffrey Seif here and thrilled, thrilled to talk to you about Sar Shalom, Hebrew Prince of Peace. Peace is in very high demand, but very short supply these days, yes. I knew the Hebrew word for peace, but I did not know the Hebrew word for Prince. prince. That's we right. now know Sar is Prince. People know the we word for up. peace, they just don't know peace. Ooh, that's and, good. And, and uh, it's important to know peace. And to know in Hebrew, here's another one, yodei, uh, yodea, I know, from the Hebrew word yod, which means hand. Peace needs to be experienced, not just defined. And the Lord came into the world to give us peace, yes? I don't think it's a coincidence that this series is happening with a lot of unrest, unpeace, I guess you could say, but... Um, yeah, it's going to be a great series. The lack thereof is ubiquitous in the world. It's everywhere. But the story's timeless. It really is. And very necessary for today. Yes. Right now, let's go up to the Galilee as we begin. Sar Shalom. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain and his disciples came unto him. And he taught them, saying, אשרי הרחמנים, כי הם ירוחמו. אשרי ברי הלבב, כי הם יראו את אלוהים. אשרי רודפי השלום, כי בני אלוהים יקרם. אשרי הנרדפים בגלל הצדק, כי להם מלכות השמיים. אשריכם, אם יחרפו ויגדפו וירדפו אתכם ויעלילו עליכם בגללי. שמחו וגילו כי שכרכם רב בשמיים. הרי כך רדפו את הנביאים שהיו לפניכם. His name is Yeshua, 
It's a Hebrew name that comes from a Hebrew verb meaning to save, to deliver, or to redeem. And if there ever was a person who lived up to their name, this was that person. Word of his doing just that, helping, healing, making whole, delivering. Word of all that went out in advance of him, with the net result that thousands thronged to him. Matthew tells us in chapter 4, verses 23 through 5, that they came. People heard that he healed, and they were despairing. They were vexed, perplexed. They needed some help, and they heard that he delivered. And he did deliver, not just words, but deeds. But because he was kindly disposed toward them, because they benefited by virtue of their brief association with them, they were a mind to come to this place and hear what he had to say. And what is this place? Well, there's the Galilee on one side, the Mount where the so-called Sermon of the Mount was transacted on the other. Personally, the term Sermon on the Mount doesn't abide with me, in part because it just sounds so boring, like Sermon on the Mount, as if Jesus is there lecturing people. Actually, I prefer Torah from the top. And the word Torah is, is a Hebrew word for teaching. There Yeshua went up to the mountain and he opened his mouth. And I think we do well to begin to consider exactly what he had to say. Let me ask you a question. Inasmuch as Yeshua, Jesus, opened up his mouth to speak to them, can you be at a place in your life, yes, your very, very, very busy life, where you can open up your heart to listen? to listen deeply, not to me, but to what the Lord might be saying to you as you examine with me the essence and the substance of what it means to be authentically Christian or Christ-like in this world. The reason why I say that is because churches can and do, and understandably so, develop various creeds. But here we hear from the boss himself about what it means to be Christian. I've often said that if you were on an ocean liner and you just opened up the Bible and cut out Matthew chapter five, six, and seven, stuffed it in a bottle, put a cork on it, and threw it overboard, and if someone on some desert island somewhere who was marooned on a beach saw this uh, bottle sweep onto the shore and opened it up, and if they read it, if they knew nothing about Jesus beforehand, just by reading this so-called Sermon on the Mount and coming to terms with it, they could understand what it means to be essentially a follower of Jesus. It's an important story, this so-called Sermon on the Mount. I'm glad that you've opted to go on the journey with me, if for but a half hour, to begin to explore what Jesus said. I honestly believe that you'll be better by virtue of so doing, and I want to thank you for taking the time and investing the energies to want to sit down and hear what Jesus has to say as I speak to you from this place, the place of the once great Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek, the merciful the pure in heart. On a bleak winter's day, a helpless man sits at the city gate, shivering in the bitter cold. One by one, they pass him, 
this wretched soul, this outcast. And then from the shadows steps one whose heart is pure and whose cloak is warm. Rejoice and be glad, for great is your reward in heaven. What did the Lord say when he opened up the Sermon on the Mount? He goes on record with, and I quote, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek. I've asked myself on more than one occasion, pray tell, what's the blessing in being all miserable? Well, first of all, by way of response, uh, there's not a whole lot of blessing in being miserable. The point here is that what we can be blessed about is the fact that the poor are going to be rewarded, the, the meek are going to inherit. The point is we can be blessed because there's a blessing that's coming because if we come God's way, He comes our way. He delivers us, He helps us, He lifts people up out of dire straits. And it's for that reason that we can be blessed. That's Jesus' point if I understand Him correctly. I think the word blessed, by the way, can somewhat obscure the point. The reason why I say that is the blessed expression in the English Bible comes by way of the Greek makarios, which itself is better rendered from the Hebrew ashrei, which means not blessed in some religious sense, but it's the word happy. Happier the poor, happier the disenfranchised. Not because there's great happiness in being poor and disenfranchised, but when we're born anew, we're born of the Son, we become a king's relative, and there are blessings. He's not going to leave us just wrapped around the axle. That's his point. And by the way, the point that Jesus makes in the opening here in the Sermon on the Mount is very much akin to a point he makes in Psalm chapter 1, which I'm going to show you right now. Blessed is the man, says the psalmist, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor who stands in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. You might have heard that before. In the Hebrew, it begins like the Sermon on the Mount. Ashrei ha'ish, happy is the man who walks with the Lord, who doesn't associate with the unscrupulous. And why can this person be happy? Oh, hear this. It is such a good word, especially for today. The psalmist says, this person is like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. He describes as well that it takes roots deep under the ground. Above ground, there can be uh, you know, lack of rain, there can be scorching heat, there can be difficulty. But this man whose delight is in the Lord and his ways and his people, he is connected to a source that gives him nourishment even if it's not available in the general environment. The reason why I say that and the reason why I think the Lord said this is because people can find themselves bested by circumstances. It surely was the case in Jesus' day and today as well. Goodness, we inhabit a world that's racked by, by all kinds of problems. That's the bad news. But this is the good news. And the good news, according to Yeshua, Jesus here in the Sermon on the Mount, is that God's got a good plan for you. That's the word of the Psalms as well, that if we walk with God, if we take him seriously, then similarly, he is going to walk with us and provide for us. 
difficulties in life notwithstanding. This is, in effect, the good news. And by the way, the term good news in Hebrew, besora, sounds like a religious term, the good news. Besora comes from the Hebrew basar, which means flesh. That is to say substance. It's not just flowery rhetoric. In the real world, according to the text, there's a real God, and he's really interested in taking care of you. The Dead Sea, referred to in the Bible as the Salt Sea, provides a wealth of beneficial ingredients for skin care. This week, our ministry is offering you three of Ahava's most popular products, all made from the sea's rejuvenating minerals. For your kind donation, we'll send you their mineral body lotion, hand cream, and foot cream. They soften, they smooth, and most importantly, they're made in Israel. Call 1-800-WONDERS and request the Skin Care Trio. If you only watch us on television, you're missing additional content available only on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You can always visit our website, which is home base for all of our ministry activities and information. There you can sign up for our free monthly newsletter, watch the TV program, or visit the online store. Join us as we tour Israel and Petra. Please contact us for more information. We would love to hear from you. Out of all the places in the whole world, I think Tiberias would be number one for us. Do you agree with that? It is. It, the history of it, the story of Jesus himself walking around the Sea of Galilee and is just spectacularly gorgeous. And we get to go two times a year. I tell you, if Israel is open, we're there and we're bringing pilgrims to the Holy Land. We'd love for you to go with us. Levitt.com is our website. Click on the tour page for all kinds of information. You yourself can walk where Messiah walked in the and Holy Land. And swim. We love to swim in the we Sea of do. Galilee. We get to swim in the Sea of Galilee. Dead Sea. It, there's great swimming. You get to experience the Holy Land, the food. There's so yes. much we could go on and on. Join us. Now let's go back up to the Galilee for more of today's teaching. אתם מלח הארץ, ואם תאבד למלח מליחותו, עצה תוחזר לו. הן לא יצלח עוד לשום דבר, אם להשליכו החוצה מרמס לרגלי הבריות להיות. You are the light of the world. A lamp is not lit to be placed under a basket, but on a lamp stand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. At the base of the Mount of Olives, there's a garden called Gatshmini in Hebrew, Gethsemane. You might recall Yeshua, Jesus went there to pray and he sweat blood that last night, that fateful night. Uh, it's interesting, it seems to me, that uh, shemen or oil is produced by getting the olives together and putting them under pressure. 
and this oil is extracted that's then used to make or, or in Hebrew, or is light. Light factors in various ways in the New Testament story. There are maidens that carry the light to pierce the darkness. In the passage that I want to consider with you in this segment, Jesus says to his Talmudim, to his disciples, quote, you are the light of the world. He doesn't just say that. He says similarly in Matthew chapter 5 that you are melach haaretz. You are the salt of the earth. What does the Lord mean when he uh, tells the disciples that they're light, that they're salt? It's a reasonable question. That this uh, comes on the heels of Jesus talking about you're going to experience persecution, reviling, difficulties, so forth and so on. It's not a very good story, but to follow up and say, listen, you're the light of the world. It's an interesting juxtaposition of themes, it seems to me. And what I gather from it is that the suffering, the trials that, that, that we can experience produce something in us that enable others to see something in us and thus to then have hope and direction through us. Why do I say that? Uh, well, I didn't say it. Uh, John Wesley, in his own way, says, if you set yourself on fire, other people will come to see you burn. You know, I'm not a Buddhist monk opting for that kind of business, but the point is that if, if, if you're really going through the thick of it and you keep your game face on, your virtue up, your faith, hope, your love, even amidst the turbulence of trying times, others are going to come and take a deep look at you and say, Boy, what, what does that person have? There's some worth that that person possesses. The reason why I mention that, and this is lost to moderns, when Jesus tells his disciples that you were the salt of the earth, he's talking about worth. The reason why I say that is the term for salt is where you get the term salary from, though that's lost to moderns. You ever hear the old expression, quote, so-and-so is worth their weight in salt. They used to divvy out uh, payments to Roman soldiers in increments of salt. Again, that doesn't make sense to moderns, but look it up if you think I'm lying. To say that you are the salt of the earth underscores that you have a particular kind of worth, even if you feel worthless. I mention that because you can go through all sorts of trials and you're just spent through it all after describing that the disciples are going to be spent accordingly for Jesus to follow and say, hey, listen, you're the salt of the earth. You're the thing that preserves and gives value. You're the light of the world that you give direction. Others see hope and they see me through you. Friends, here from uh, the Galilee, let me encourage you to walk with the Lord even through difficulties because the Lord has a way of working through it for his own good purposes, for his own good pleasure. Looked like such a beautiful day as Dr. Seif was teaching on location and also the gorgeous backdrop was just incredible. We love it. Phenomenal place, but phenomenal teaching also. Well, you're kind to say a phenomenal book. You know, how do you mess this stuff right. up? I mean, uh, to be in Israel, to have an open Bible, if you, if you mess that up, you ought to be sued for malpractice. It's, it's easy and it's beautiful, like you said. Something that you brought up, and I love this, you were saying that if, if believers who read this don't understand the Jewishness 
of what Jesus is talking about, we really don't get it. I liken it to this. You can, you know, there's black and white TV and there's color. And uh, people can understand the Sermon on the Mount just because the Holy Spirit, of course, just opens it up. But there's something about looking at it in its Jewish context, understanding the idiom, uh, the recovery of our Jewish roots. I, I believe, I don't want to sound self-serving in saying that. I just think, believe there's something about that and it, it's value added. I know you've been there many times where you taught. It, yeah. I mean, it's where Jesus taught. There's got to be something in you that just moves you every time you're there. Yeah, I mean, the, what really moved me to go into the ministry was I had the opportunity to teach Sunday school, and I learned there was just something about opening up the Bible that just, that just really resonated. And so I decided to follow the dream, to follow the star, if you will. And, and uh, having the opportunity to go to Israel, I went there first with Zola Levitt, the founder of this ministry, the late Zola Levitt, um, some 50 times since. Um, and, and it's always just, it's a thrill, it really is. So we're talking about the Beatitudes. Yes. To me, it's like foundation, foundational, er, uh, not earlier learning, but really how to live from the base up, foundation up, what it's like to live a, a Christian life, a life well, that yeah. follows Messiah. I mean, you're onto it, ma'am, because that's why I wanted to teach it in the first place. Um, it just gets to the 101. I mean, there's a lot of uh, failure in life. If success in life was easy, everybody would have it. A lot of people don't. There's a lot of roadkill on the highway of life. And for those that want to open up the Bible and come to terms with Yeshua, with Jesus, the essence and substance of what it means to, to walk with Him and be blessed by Him, this is the go-to place. If it's all you ever read uh, in the Bible, 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew, you ought to be able to get it. You said the word blessed. Every phrase starts with the word blessed. Yes. Blessed are ye. Who, Indeed, that's yeah. where the word beatitude comes from. You know, you, there's a, you know, it's like there's the Ten Commandments. There's about as many there at the beginning. And, oh, that's uh, interesting. That's good. Yeah, these aren't just suggestions. You know, they're commandments. It just gets, and don't do it for his sake. I mean, if you follow Jesus, follow Yeshua, don't do it for his sake. Do it for your own. He doesn't need the help. We do. <laughs> so much more. This whole series is, I'm just looking forward to all of it and your teaching and your insight. Thank you so much. We have more to come. We'll be right back. One of the more common words you're going to hear in Israel and use in Hebrew is the word besedel, which means okay. So if somebody asks you, how are you, you can say besedel. Now the funny thing is that it actually means 
in order. So when you say, I'm okay, what you're actually saying is, I'm in order. Now you can also use it as a question. Are you okay? So if you're going to ask a guy, you would say, And if you ask a girl, you would say, So check around, look around, make sure everything is in order, and you can say, Thank you, Sarah Lieberman. Todaraba, and you would say Bavakasha from Israel. Sarah writes our personal letter, which is one of our two monthly publications that goes out to all our viewers and our readers. So sign up on levitt.com for the personal letter. You will get to hear from Sarah every month. And she's our boots on the ground in Israel with a good word that we send out. Great Hebrew teacher, too. Yes. She and, is. Uh, you know, she's a mom that just got into... God just raises people up, a bunch of kids, but she had music in her heart as well as mom on her heart. Great and worship uh, she's all over the world now. She's, yeah. really she's another something. one of those Galileans. God's yeah, well, doing mean, yes. stuff with those Galileans. I mean, we're glad there. to have her. They're on fire. Yeah. Yes. And you're up in the Galilee teaching. Hey, Thank listen. Thank you so much for all of that. Thanks for bringing me and us there. It's, it, it's, it's a we thing, not a me thing. I'm glad to participate because of you and because of you. I think we're back at the Mount of... Beatitudes, Beatitudes next, next week. week, right? We're going we to hear, hear from the king. Speaking of which, maybe I should have worn purple. That's the, <laughs> that's the color of kings. Colors. Yes. Thank you. I didn't get the memo, but someone was paying attention. Ah, uh, you look good. No, your your blue shirt on the Sea of yeah, Galilee yeah, looked yeah, amazing. But we're doing the king of kings, and you dress for the occasion. <laughs> I'm just sloppy old me. We do. Tell your friends to watch our program, Our Jewish Roots. Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace, will continue. We have more in our series coming up next week. Join us. Until then, Shalu Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Trouble when you come to see the Holy Land, does it make your heart leap up with joy? Sing with us a hymn unto our children's children. May they meet the King in Israel. Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Visit our website, levitt.com, for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store, there, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. 
please remember we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you. This has been a paid program brought to you by Zola Levitt Ministry.